everybody thank you all for tuning in you're rocking with the boys over at man to man where we bring a unique vibe to the traditional sports talk show this is your co-host andy elliott alongside your co-host liam the hoop star nash namaste let's rock this one baby let's rock this one how are you mike i'm doing good man i'm glad that we're you know out here talking about some basketball. Glad to see your face. I haven't seen it in a while, but did a little prep, and you were talking to me about some girls, right? Some you had. You, oh you had a couple my! Of days. You gonna throw it in the episode like this, huh? <laughs> yeah. So what, what? What's up with these girl problems? You got a little small talk up front type deal. What's going on with the? All right, if we're gonna get into it, I gave the wonderful lady the benefit of the doubt uh, after swerving, like I said, the fuck out of me on New Year's Eve. Uh, she ended up wanting to try things out with her ex. And of course, you know, that didn't pan out. Golly, don't get back with your ex ever. Just simple advice right there. She comes back to me and starts shitting on her ex, talking a bunch of crap, this and that, and how the guy only wears like one outfit every time he goes out. I said, listen, lady, you should have known he was never going to change. Bam! Drum roll. <laughs> Anyways, that's the girl problems. There is a pun in there intended for the guy he wasn't going to change. Anyways, I'm a funny guy. Listen, but the girls don't like funny guys and they don't like nice guys. Anyways, that's the girl problem. I want to talk about basketball as well. You're rocking with the boys again. We appreciate you guys rocking with us. Uh, if you missed our last week's episode with a young stud, he's a stud in the wall. If you look at a wall and there's a stud right there, his name is Mikey Domagala. He's a social media guru. He's the founder of NBA Buzz. Be sure to check that interview out on all streaming platforms. If you like it, throw the boys a sub. Damn it, we need subs, okay? Five stars, whatever. I'm a YouTuber calling it out in the intro. Do it, damn it. Uh, Also, get your damn merch. Uh, So we're also on the lovely Dash Radio's Nothing But Net, all things basketball. So to our Dash listeners, thank you for riding along with Liam and I. Our names are Liam and Andy. Thank you. That being said, let's talk some b-ball who we had an action-packed turbulent week golly in the uh, so-called national basketballs association it was almost like we were watching reality television on the good old vh2 right man hoop what is on the agenda today my guy we're gonna start with this blockbuster trade james harden to the nets i guess we got to break it down a little bit long story short type of deal A lot of people already know what happened, but let's take you through it. We got to talk about it. So we see that the Nets get James Harden. Rockets, they get to see our guy, Victor Oladipo. They get four first-rounders and then some swap picks. Pacers get Karis LeVert. Second-rounder, Cavs receive Jared Allen uh, and and Prince. But I think the, the easiest way to do this is to break it down team by team, player by player, and kind of break down your thoughts. But let's start with these Brooklyn Nets that, that get a, a big stud in the wall, as you like to say, Mr. Yeah. James Harden. I'll kick it off with this question right here. We see the, the three, KD, Kyrie, now Harden. Take me right. through this. Is this going to work in Brooklyn here? There ain't no splash bros. It's dribble bros out here. My God. Listen, I'll just start by saying this. You can't neglect the fact that this is one of the best backcourts in history of, you know, the whole game. Obviously, with Curry, Klay Thompson, and KD over there a couple of years back, you'd be a fool to think that they don't have the talent to go all the way. 
However, my take is coming in kind of hot here. I don't know if I see them winning the championship this year, and here's why. Brooklyn implemented the new coaching staff. They've been surrounded by drama and Kyrie. There has to be sacrifices. They want to excel to the highest degree. But the two main reasons why I don't see them going all the way is because they lost their bench, and they don't got no damn defense. Their bench now is Bruce Brown, Chris Chioza, uh, Nicholas Claxton, Tyler Johnson. I think there's the guy, Timothy Lawuwu Kabare, looks like a wine name, his last name, Reggie Perry. And the only decent guys that they have are, I guess, let's throw out Jeff Green and Landry Shamit. But besides Tyler Johnson and Jeff Green, the other guys who I just mentioned have barely been in the league. These guys could literally be on two-way contract for the Brooklyn Nets. But all in all, I think defense wins championships, and they lost their defense and shot blocker Jared Allen, like you were saying, Torian Prince. They're ranked 22nd in points allowed this year, and no team in the past 10 years who have won the Larry O'Brien have ranked higher in, than 10th in defensive ratings. So more effort, definitely a lot more effort on that side of the ball will have to be sustained if they want to win a championship. We were talking about women. I'll throw it to an analogy here. Follow me on this one. I don't know if it makes sense or not. Say you and your girl are arguing here. If you don't showcase a little bit of defense, then you've lost the battle. Now here, there's a battle and there's a war. If you fall down early in the game and have no defense, you've lost the battle. That's the analogy right there. But now for the war part, the war is won when your girl is still with you after all of those arguments, after years and years, and it's because she respects your defense and making the relationship somewhat challenging instead of completely simping. So on the basketball court, the war is won when you play defense the whole season and ameliorate your skills on the defensive end throughout the season. The war is won when teams respect your defense and make it challenging for them on the offensive end. You may lose the battle, but the battle prepares you to win the war. How about that? That's actually a pretty good analogy, um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I was trying to follow you a little bit there. But, yeah, I think that makes uh, enough sense. Uh, the only thing I see now is that the Brooklyn Nets, they're going to be able to score the ball. And the only idea that I have is that they're going to be basically in a pace that pushes them to score 100 points. And it's going to be a shootout. First team to 100 points wins the game. And ultimately, that's going to what is going to set up their defense. And when you're down 10, 15 points, if you're playing them, which you probably will see a lot of teams fall into that, you know, 10 to 15 point range, then is where are they going to go? You mentioned it a little bit. I'm going to start with no experience as Steve Nash, dealing with three big egos. And then on the talent side, they have two of the top five best players in the NBA, James Harden, KD. And then arguably, I'll even say Kyrie is going to be a top 10 player in this league. I guess what everybody else is wondering, if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan or just a basketball fan in general, is it finals or bust for the Nets this year? Wouldn't say finals or bust. It's kind of no? like the Clippers last year. High expectations, but it's their first year. And, you know, the, the team is now seen as obviously some sort of paragon, some sort of giant but it's not finals or busts. Like I was saying, and like you were just saying, they've made punctuated changes for the team as a whole, all new coaching staff. Yes, it is early in the season, and I have no doubt in my mind that they'll figure it out come playoff time, but I do not think it's finals or bust. 
not not this year, maybe next year. See, I think I'm on the opposite side of this one because I think James Harden, he's been talking about, hey, I have to move teams. I need to get on a championship contending team. The Rockets just were not that team this year. I've been with them forever, blah, 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 everything that he says. And I think if they don't at least make it to the finals this year, which I think now that they are highly up to that point of they're going to make the finals, right? And that's my thing. I think it's a bust if they don't make the finals. Championship or bust, you know, depending on who's coming out of the, the West, either the Clippers, the Lakers are probably the two favorites right now, but I'm on the other end. I think they have to make it to the finals. If not, it's like, why did we even trade for James Harden? And I don't know. I don't get it. I wouldn't have traded for James Harden if I was the Brooklyn Nets because I think there'll be more problems and answers. But I could be totally wrong. Let's talk about the Rockets real quick. The team Harden left. They get our beloved Indiana Pacer and Victor Oladipo. Is Vic in Houston a good fit with Wall, Eric Gordon, DeMarcus Cousins? It's more like a the steps in, in rebuilding, you know, you get all this draft compensation, but I think it almost even more solidifies that they're not going to make a playoff push this year. And I guess another big question I just thought of was what about Vic? I don't even know if he wants to be in Houston, right? He doesn't want to be in Houston. We saw him, you know, buddy, buddy, this and that. And he's even came out that he really wants to be in South beach with the heat. Right. So you think kiss he- on bam out of bio's lower lip. Yeah, that all of that, you know, dapping up and saying, yeah, I would love to be with you guys. You guys made the run, blah, blah. Do we see Vic get traded again? Just dapping up Bam and throwing hands in pants like he just loves that shit. <laughs> uh, to, answer, <laughs> to answer your question, yes, uh, th- there is a good chance that Vic gets traded. The bigger question is when and where? Who knows, right? So obviously it's been publicly reported that Vic has no desire to stay in Houston. Like you were saying with the guys who Houston has not wanting to make a playoff run, if they do have Vic, I think they're in the playoff talk. So, I mean, that's the thing. You got Old Depot, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Christian Wood. The Rockets seem to have that strong foundation, except they fail to consider that, oh, maybe Victor doesn't want to be here. But to answer your question, will Vic stay? Will he play this you know, role of a good soldier giving Houston his all before inevitably moving on in free agency? Or will he take a page out of James Harden's playbook, treating the Rockets as an annoying obstacle in the way of his ultimate goal? Sounds like he's just kind of being a drama queen. And I will say, just side note, is it good for the league and other major sports that you're allowing James Harden to kind of be a drama queen and have his own pick and things? Because I don't think that's totally fair for organizations and, and teams like that at all. I'll start with that question right there, because I think Harden, when he Harden first came to the Houston Rockets, they put pieces around them and they were ultimately trying to get a championship and they made a championship run. And I'm almost on the side of James Harden now through all of this. At the beginning, I was I was right with you on saying he's a drama queen, but he should just get on the court and actually play basketball and stop doing all this extra stuff. But when you look at it, the Houston Rockets this year were not going to make a deep playoff run and get into the finals. They're not beating any of the L.A. teams. So, yes, for him to say, I've given Houston all that I could give. Has he, though? He he's, clearly he's a, gave the strip club all he can give, but hopping out after nine games – did he give his all for Houston? You're on a not one this year left contract. Not this year he didn't. You're right. He didn't give anything to Houston this year. But the last, what, four or five years, he's given everything that he possibly could. And it just didn't work out. 
And right. Houston couldn't give him what he wanted. So that's what it comes down to. And then the second part of your question about the, is it good for the NBA? NBA executives pretty much laughed at the Nets for giving up so much for this guy. But it's a win now type of league, right? You got to win, you know, one, two, three rings quickly. And this was the best shot of them doing that. Well, I tell you what, I don't know what he's cooking over there, but man, is he looking hefty. And by the way, we are recording on Saturday night, probably about an hour before James Harden breaking news, how he's going to play against the magic. So just going to take speculation here. He's going to fucking ball out. Uh, No Kyrie Irving though. But what about a guy who replaced Victor Lodipo in Indiana? Levert. Levert is a doggy dog. A guy that averaged almost 19 points per game last season, shooting about 17 shots per game. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because I'm always down to talk about the Pacers. I know you love to talk about the Pacers. I love this move from the Pacers. It's basically what the Pacers do, man. They bring in young, talented players, and they give them pretty much the open floor to, to make them into superstars. We saw that with Vic and Sabonis coming in with the trade from the Thunder. And look at what they turned into. So I like it. You mentioned it. Karis LeVert, solid score, 18 and a half for the last two years. Yeah, he's a dog. We saw a glimpse of what he could do last year when the Nets, and he's had, you know, a couple 40, 50 point games. They are similar play styles in LeVert and Victor Oladipo. So I don't think there will be too much of a learning curve, kind of plug them in. Only difference is LeVert needs the ball in his hand, right? He's a ball dominant type of player. But like I said, as a fan, I'm excited. I love it. He's going to fit into the, the system pretty well. He's going to be an asset. It's um, almost like my, my heart hurts, but I'm trying to love it more than I hurt. I don't know. Is that is that the same for you? Yeah, I was heartbroken. I'm not going to lie. I was heartbroken yeah. that I saw that Victor is not going to be on our team anymore. Came out of left field. Right. But the big picture of it was, okay, this is actually the best for our future. Because he declined the, the two-year extension. Right. He probably won't even sign with us in the first place. And if we, if anything, I'm not trying to, you know, put some juju on it. But if we don't make it out of the first round this year, he would have definitely not signed. So, right. I don't know. It and that's fine. I mean, once playoffs comes, we don't, we don't want to win the games, which is fine. It's fine. To answer your question and to kind of just piggyback off what you were saying about the two players having similar assets, totally agree with that. Both shooting guards. Lavert likes to have the ball in his hand. Victor was playing point guard a lot, too. I think Victor's more of a ball-dominant guy as well. But I, I like to talk about how players have dogs in them and doing that. Who put a fucking microphone in front of my face in the first place? This is insane. Uh, I will say, <laughs> this is so stupid. I will say, Lavert and, and Olodipo, they have dogs in them, but they have a different dog in them. And let me explain. Victor was our leader. He's like the late-game shots. This is my city type dog. And Levert is more of a, a reticent type of player. Keeps pretty much keeps a lot to himself, but lets the game do the talking for him. Like I was saying, he brings similar skill tactics to Vic's game. And I, like you were saying, I think this is just a team that he can flourish off of. And uh, in the years to come, we make out of superstars, it might be a motherfucking stretch, but we make stars. We can make him a potential star in this league. And again, he's a dog. So I love it. Right. I love it so much. Another big thing that I want to mention real quick before we get into this next part, but I don't think anybody lost in this trade at all. I think the no-name Cavaliers now, they got a center. They're probably going to move on from Drummond. The Rockets got so much draft compensation. I think they're trying to move on from McGee to any of those big guys. That too. Obviously, the Nets won. They got who they wanted. And then the Pacers, I think, obviously won. I love LeVert. 
And so I don't think anybody lost. I think this was the best trade that I've seen in years where nobody lost in this trade for what they're trying Damn. to do next. But there were other teams in contact with the Rockets about this trade for Harden. That included the 76ers, the Celtics, and the Heat. Mm-hmm. I think the the biggest thing was that I think it was just too much that they were giving up, right? And I don't see it working out, or they didn't see the the benefit from the trade, right? Or is that what right. you were thinking? There were talks with 76ers long before all this craziness happened. Uh, I guess the 76ers tried to trade Ben Simmons, uh, Matisse Thybul, and draft picks. Celtics tried to trade Jalen Brown. Too much talent there. Marcus Smart and draft picks. Heat tried to trade here, or I guess they wanted these guys. They didn't try to trade them. I'm sorry, totally scratched that. The Rockets wanted all these guys, and the Rockets wanted Hero, Robinson, Nunn, Achua, and picks from the Heat. These teams were like, okay, we're down to, you know, talk business with you, but uh, the Nets are up there, and they'll give you, like, literally their whole team (laughs) for, you know, James Harden, and we're not going to do that just because it's a dumb trade, and we also just don't have KD and Kyrie. To be like, okay, yeah, we'll just play you guys three on five. Fuck it. But yeah, I just think all like I was like you were saying, it's just too much talent for these other teams to give up, especially when they're contending teams, other contending teams in the East. Ben Simmons, young guy. Jalen Brown, young guy. Hero Robinson, big young guys that right. produce on their team. And it's almost too much for an aging James Harden kind of coming out of his prime and don't know what to expect. So I agree. I think all these other, you know, options, we talked about it in previous episodes of like, what could be the, the James Harden trade? Whatever. These teams said, hell no, fuck you, James Harden, basically. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of change gears a little bit and talk about, I, I guess, a more touchy subject, but another subject that has been talked about around the league with the COVID-19 new protocols. I feel like we got to talk about this one. Multiple teams now having to postpone these games. Um, we see most of them in this last week. I guess the most affected teams that we saw were the Suns, Celtics and the Wizards all postponing multiple games. And then we see these these new protocols coming out to kind of help stop the spread and contact tracing and whatnot. But if you want to kind of just take us through kind of the, the blueprint of what this is and how the NBA is, you know, kind of handling it. If they quit um, on us again, man, this is going to be the same year or different year, same time as last year. And we're not going to know what the hell to talk about. But pretty much Adam Silver, GOAT. I trust them. As of January 6th, 16 new players have tested positive for coronavirus out of all 497 players. The week that the players uh, returned to training camp for testing, 48 of those players returned positive for coronavirus, and that was before entering the NBA's health and protocols. Now that there are being multiple games being postponed for at least the next two weeks, NBA players and the team staff are essentially entering these in-market bubbles they're playing at home. They have to remain in residence at all times, except except for exercise outside, essential activities, extraordinary circumstances. If they're on the road, they have to stay in the hotel unless team activity or emergency. They're elevating with the face mask rules and the dabbing up before games. They're only allowed to elbow each other or fist bump when socializing pre and post game. And obviously that maintain that six feet of distance. Again, with the face mask, they just have to wear that at all times on the bench. So that's pretty much where the NBA is going right now. There's been a bunch of games being postponed. Maybe it's just a good idea right now to postpone all these games. But it is tough for teams that, you know, only have like eight players. So I think there's some rule how they're extending the the roster spot and they're allowing a third two-way contract player to come join the team. And that's pretty much where they're at right now. Right. The only thing I'm – 
I don't know. Am I am I almost crazy enough to say that we're going to see the NBA possibly stop again with a shutdown? And I, I know we're not to that point yet of like kind of that critical point that we have to do something to control this. But if, you know, these teams keep postponing games, right, we might get there. Right. That's my only thing. The NBA in, in general has been that first kind of major sports league to, you know, kind of set the example of like, hey, we're going to go into the shutdown, consider all the options. I guess the bigger question here maybe is if we keep postponing the games, are they going to even make these up and play these games? I don't know. Could we possibly see a shutdown in the future, do you think? I, I think the plan is still uncertain, but – Kind of just off rip here, Hoop. The NCAA analysts are, are like, yes, we made it to March. Like, what? That's how you just know that that whole thing is just corrupt, right? That you're not at March yet, but they're like, yes, yes. Adam Silver, he will lead by example, just like he has in, in the past. But I don't think there will be a shutdown. I don't know what the plan is. I know they've only scheduled games through March 4th uh, just because they wanted to see how the season would go. But I think Adam Silver was saying that this was expected in the month of January when it gets colder out in a lot of areas around the country. I think the league will have a plan if it gets overwhelming. Obviously, they don't know what the plan is because they have to take it day by day, week by week, month by month. I'm just being optimistic here. Just as a basketball fan, as a guy who talks about basketball, hopefully there won't be a shutdown because then I don't know what we'll talk about. But for everyone's safety, I do agree with these games being postponed. As for replaying these games, I ain't got no motherfucking clue, Hoop. You know, I ain't got no damn clue. I ain't Adam Silver. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Shit, they going to play the games or not? There's 72 games now in the season instead of 82? I ain't got no damn clue. Oh uh, shit! You tell. Me, I mean, you always say you catch me off guard, but that one, I don't even know where to go from there. <laughs> I got no damn clue. Oh, I, I, I want to listen to you. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know either. But uh, I guess uh, that's enough <laughs> hey, with we're that. Man to man, we ain't got no damn clue what's going on out there. All right. I guess we'll go into uh, our next segment <laughs> here with that one. Let's go into uh, man, the man worthy or keep it moving. I like our these. Fa- I like these. Our favorite segment here. Let's start with. Mr. Russell Westbrook, he's out three to four weeks now with the quad injury. I'm going to stop and I'm going to say that you wrote a blog about the Wizards talking about don't count them out. Don't count them out just yet. This and that. The Wizards are going to make the playoffs. They're going to be so good. But what about now? Westbrook oh, out. My God, They're still losing games. They're below 500. What's, what's the deal with this? Is this worthy? Or are we keeping it moving? Yeah, sure. It's worthy. Whatever, dude. I mean, also with Thomas Bryant being out, like I wrote it before Thomas Bryant was out for the season. Westbrook was obviously out for seven games from a dislocated finger. So, you know, I'll throw that in there. That's why they lost a bunch of games. All right, listen. But this whole quad thing, this was a thing that I guess, I don't know, similar injury, same injury as last year when he missed a bunch of games. No idea there, but I know in training camp of this year, he got hit pretty badly in, in that right quad, and uh, it's the same quad that, you know, he took a fall in. So, um, I, man, I have no idea. With with multiple guys being out and being hurt and postponing games, they're just they're not finding any momentum. They're not finding the groove. And, uh, and we always like to emphasize that the first half of the season, you need that cushion, right? And so it's just hard for them right now. Was it a hot take? No. Because I didn't make it a hot take, okay? It wasn't no damn hot take. It was a motherfucking blog, okay? Listen, my hot take is still the Warriors making it, but with Westbrook being out for three to four weeks. See ya. 
All right, then. I was going to add on a little bit there, but I think we'll end it with that one. Let's move into this next one here. We got DeMarcus Cousins and the Moores twin for the Lakers. They kind of get into a little pushy match, I guess you would call it. Cousins find 10000 Moores find 35000 Is this worthy or are we keeping it moving here? Yeah, it's worthy, brother. It's worthy. Come on now. Let's talk about it real quick. Two guys with the same love language. Oh my God, physical touch. Relax a little bit out here. Two guys that are on both similar contracts, both in one years with the Rockets and Lakers. Cousin is known as being someone who is, I'll throw this word out here for you, Hoop, I learned a new word, irascible or easily angered and loses his temper a lot. And uh, and just like his brother, Marcus Morris, doesn't back down from anybody. So you don't know what's going on with these guys, but Cousin's on pace to you know lead the whole league in history with ejections and technicals. But just relax, man. My biggest thing is I think after seeing this, Marcus Cousins might be one of the most just misjudged type of guys in the NBA. He was defending his guy from getting just pretty much just shoved to the ground with no call. He gives yeah. a little shove back and then – he gets a technical and, and ultimately gets ejected out of this game. Like, come on now. He's just sticking up for, for his guy. It's not his fault that, that the Moore's twin came in and reacted to him. He was yeah. trying to walk away from the whole time. He's walking back to his bench. Like, and, and, and Morris is just getting up in his grill. Like, hey, come on now. Let's fight this. Like, I know you want to fight. You always been talking about let's fight. Right. Come on, man. He's come on. He's misjudged. And he is one of those guys, though. He he will bang it out all the time. But uh, I don't know. I hate to see that. I'm on the I'm on the cousin train. Dude, I like the cousin. I'm on the cousin train too. I like cousins. I'm on the cousins train, man. I'm on the cousins train. Funny. Next up on the docket, we got Mister Seven Foot Plus, whatever Porzingis coming back, looking ass. Yeah, yeah, coming back for the Mavericks, making his debut. What is this? Are we are we worthy here? Are we keeping it moving? Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> All right, we'll keep it moving then. We see Nurkic, he gets hurt again. He has broken his right wrist against our Pacers, of course. I like that we hurt people. No, I mean. Oh, I, my gosh. You're one I of those fans. That. You are one <laughs> of those fans. I can't say that. <laughs> I can't say that. Get that out. Um, is this worthy or are we keeping it moving here? Yeah, it's worthy. Nurkic, big-time player. Big blow last season, was pretty much out the whole season. They needed a big defensive elite guy down low. So pretty much he's going to, you know, he he fucked up his right wrist or whatever. So he he went through surgery and now he's, you know, supposed to miss at least eight weeks. It's kind of ironic, like you were saying, because we were playing the Pacers where Sabonis tried to block him, just smacked the hell out of his hand. Uh, And there was no foul call on the play either. So again, tough blow for the Blazers. Don't know what this means. Like we were talking about, there are no games past March 4th. So maybe he's like, man, I hope it does get shut down. I ain't got no damn clue. For Nurkis, though, it's up low because obviously they had that backcourt, but the Blazers every single year are looking to get over that hump. And a guy who humps good is Nurkic. So they, they need a <laughs> they need Nurkic, man. Got a big presence down low, if you know what I mean. He helps the team hump. I like it. He we'll keep that one in hump. there. <laughs> he likes it. He helps the team hump. He's a good uh, humper. Next up, we got Mr. Lamar Odom. He is going to become a professional boxer. He has a scheduled fight for later on this year. 
what do you got about this? Is this uh, worthy or are we keeping it? This is fucking nuts to me. I'll tell you that. I don't know. I don't really want to talk about it, but yeah, apparently TMZ came out with Odom is going to box on June 12th. He signed a deal with us with celebrity boxing. So they don't even know who's going to fight yet, but we'll see, man. Hopefully he doesn't, uh, he doesn't die in the ring. All right, last up on the docket today. Don't pull Venom. no Nate Robinson on us, <laughs> at least, man. We already had someone like that, man. He's just trying to ruin the reputation. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, last up on the docket today, for man to man worthy or keep it moving, we got Mr. Kyrie. Obviously missed the last, like, four games or so. Going to be out again, uh, missing five games with the health and safety protocols. But he was fined to 50000 has to forfeit. I think it's up to 1.6 million in game checks. Are we uh, worthy here? Or are we keeping it moving? Jeez, Kyrie, it's worthy, my brother. You want to lose some money? Let's lose some money together, my guy. I bet, and I don't make any money off it. Uh, but anyways, Kyrie has been fined $50,000 by the NBA for violating health and safety protocols. I think we all know this by now. Obviously, he, after he attended private indoor party last weekend. If it's family, man, I don't really, you know, I don't know. We need more details than that. But if it's at his crib or something like that, cool. Maybe if they rent it out something, eh, who knows? I mean, you are in Brooklyn, so different areas like that at hot spots, you kind of got you have to be, you know, more careful about where what you do and where you're at and who you post and, and who posts on what. Uh, but he will forfeit a salary, like you were saying. That's almost nine hundred thousand dollars for two games that he missed. I don't even want to talk about this. Nine hundred thousand dollars for two games. Obviously, he's not suiting up for the Magic tonight because they just don't think that the organization can throw him into gameplay like that. You're going to need to practice a little bit. But uh, Kyrie, man, if you want to be a social activist, retire. If you call in reporters' pawns, man, if you think you have this sort of intellectual capacity over everybody else, then you're pretty much drama queen and you're a flake. I don't know how else to say that. I don't want to get into it because I know he has a bunch of personal reasons what he said. And I get that. I get the personal reason. I totally do. But we all have personal reasons. Go to work. We're all going to work. So come on, Kyrie. You can do better than that. I like it. I think you summed it up great. I think he's now got a little bit of life, though. A little bit of life to him now that they made the trade for James Harden. He'll probably want to come out and play, get back to winning championships. And what better teammates to do it with is KD and James Harden. So hopefully we'll see a turn from Kyrie. And hopefully we see him getting back on the floor as soon as possible. Our gambling segment, man. Let's Hold get up. There's br- we got breaking news right now. Breaking news on the air live. What do we got here? It's Indiana. What? This is bad. What is it? Indiana announces that Karis LeVert will be sidelined indefinitely after an MRI revealed a mass on his kidney. Yikes. So he's going to, uh, I don't even know what that means. Like He has to pass the physical to, to get traded, though. So I don't know if that means that the trade can't go through or what. I have no idea. He did pass. I think he passed, but now but he just was, play. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess going back to our earlier earlier in the episode, we lost the trade. Well, as of now, we got to see what that comes about of. But, yes, we possibly might have lost the trade. Who knows? Jesus. If anything, he could just get removed. It's probably benign. A lot of things. Did you get a mass removed off your kidney? Off your kidney, yeah. In your, in your stomach area, yeah. Oh, okay. You can get removed. As long as it's not like cancerous or nothing. Then well, you, got, you got to run into other problems, but who knows? Jesus hey, optimism, Christ. keep it keep it positive here. We don't know too much yet. 
Um, but let's get into this episode going and, and finished out here. Gambling segment, obviously. We make our daily picks every single week. Who's going to win the game straight up? And Mr. Young Twesington has been on my case. He's up a couple of games now. It's looking good. Public yeah. record's looking good, too. You guys are 91, pretty much almost tied with us. You guys started late, so we're not pushing you up to first. Yeah. Maybe we should. Maybe so. We'll, we'll think about it. But let's get into this new portion. I want to add this for their episodes. But every week now, we're going to pick our game of the week. And we're going to pick it out of the nationally televised games just so you guys can be able to watch it. I guess we'll just go through the games. And then you tell me your lock of the week, and I'll go through my lock of the week. On Monday, we got the Bucks at the Nets and the Warriors at the Lakers. Wednesday, Celtics at the 76ers. Suns at the Rockets. Thursday, Lakers at the Bucks and Pelicans at the Jazz. And then Friday, we got the Celtics at the 76ers and the Nuggets at the Suns. Out of those selections, got to go is- Monday. Got to go Monday. Don't even care anymore. It's got to be Bucks Nets just with the new additions of everybody. Easy watch for me. Bucks are ranked second in the league right now. I mean, Nets are gonna they're gonna just start putting up more and more points. Got to be Bucks next for me. So who are you who are you picking to win that one? I I actually didn't even think about that. Uh, Nets. Let's go Nets. Nets are. Kyrie will be back for that game. Okay. Proposing that Kyrie's on the floor. Nets are gonna beat the Bucks. He's gonna sage it and everything. Yep. (laughs) All right. I think my my lock of the week is going to be. I'm gonna say Lakers at the Bucks. Same. I'm gonna take the Bucks as well. That game right there. But I'm gonna actually have the Bucks beating the Lakers because they're at home. They are a great home team, and the Lakers probably, I don't know, they they don't play the Eastern Conference that much. So our last segment here is going to be our Pacers segment. Come on, Hoop. Give us some energy, Hoop. I feed off of you, though. I feed off of you. I got a monotone right now, ain't he? (laughs) I feed off of your energy. You bring energy, I'll bring I know. That whole Levert thing just killed me for a second. (laughs) Devastated. Uh, All right. Let's take us through. Uh, let's take you. You take us through some games here, and I'll, I'll take kinda... it through the games. Damn it! All, All right, right. <laughs> Sacramento Kings. We fucking took the L. They said something about how. Uh, what what the hell is his name? I don't know. Uh, what's his name? The point guard said he fucking uh, posterized the Demontis Sabonis. No, you just crossed him up and you you dunked on nobody. Thanks for playing. Anyway, Sabonis had twenty eight points, eleven rebounds that game. Brogdon obviously is fucking cooking, top five point guard in the league. 24 points, nine, uh, nine assists. Bank on him every single time. You want to, you want to bet player props? Well, fucking Brogdon, dude. Sorry. McDermott off the bench with 21, and uh, we fucking lost that game. Golden State Warriors. Hey, Curry, we need three guys to stop you, and that's exactly what we did. Miles Turner steps up sometimes. He had 22 points, 12 rebounds, five blocks, a bonus with 18 points, 14 rebounds. In the second half, pretty much the Golden State Warriors can't contain our bigs, a bonus and Turner. And, uh, and then we held Curry to 20 points on 7-17 seven of 17 shooting. This was a big game, I thought, coming into it, watching the Pacers kind of, you know, seeing what the, the Pacers should do against the hot Curry. Curry's been hot the last couple of nights, so I, I like to see what, the, what we can do against the Warriors. It was a good game. This was probably my favorite game of the week. And then the Blazers. First game officially without Victor Oladipo on our roster. Brogdon, again, you mentioned it. Count on Brogdon, 25-7-5. and five. Sabonis, again, doing his thing. He's going to get a double-double. He's an all-star this year. I don't even care what anybody says. Yeah, he's going to average a double-double. No no cap. Down. We'll just say yeah, no, no cap. cap. Nitty-gritty, new year, no muffin cap. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we, we play 
pretty much perfect basketball in the first half. Lillard McCullum, they're, you know, they're second best backcourt, probably first best backcourt right now, shooting wise, both to 22 points. And Portland only shot 36% from the field. Can't win a basketball game doing that. That's what they say in the NBA, right? It's a make or miss league. You better damn make them. Get your damn merch. (laughs) For the Pacers, Saturday's game was postponed against the Suns. But we do play the Clippers on Sunday night. It's a late game for us here in the East Coast. That shall be a good testament for our money. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, to seeing, I guess now... With Levert, you kind of broke it earlier. I don't really know what that means. Does that mean he's going to miss weeks? Or are we talking about... All I know is that does not sound good. Uh, a mass on your kidney guy? Hopefully we get that one figured out ASAP because we need to we need to get him on the floor. I yes, mean, even if he undergoes Levert. surgery, dude, he's playoffs to maybe. Golly, I can't even imagine. It's like getting your not- appendix like worked on, right? Like you're like, yeah, I don't know if I can come back for like a couple months, dude. No, I think if it's no like bone breaking ligament tearing he could be back in easily like three to four weeks he ain't going if it's just appendix surgery people people get their appendix out and are back at work the next like in the next two days not when you're playing football i had tight end for the cleveland browns the guy was balling and he got his appendix out or whatever appendix surgery and then he come back for two months and he was garbo the rest of the season i'm talking straight up garbo he probably said, I'm just going to get my money and, and act like I got an injury. Appendix is not that big of a Well, maybe that trade just saved Levert. Maybe so. Who knows? I don't know. Hopefully, Spooky. hopefully it's not serious. <laughs> hopefully it's not serious. Let's get that out of the way. We'll, uh, we'll send up some thoughts and prayers to him and his For family sure. in case it is uh, serious. But yeah, man, with that, I don't know. You got anything else? Bring the the good times home, right? Yeah, bring the good times home. We'll save it for the end of the episode right here. I don't know if you guys have had blockbuster movies, right? Um, oh, yeah. But blockbuster movies was like, a, I guess, a video story where you could go rent movies. I don't yep. know if it was like a nationwide thing. I'm not even sure. It definitely was. It definitely it was. was. Yep. Nationwide? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, that was their slogan. Bring the good times home, man. Blockbuster trade, bring the good times home. I love it, dude. Good thinking. <laughs> Way to get creative um, out here. But yeah, go get your merch, man. We got our merch on. You know, you see, you got the vintage. Hey, get we got your damn one. merch. We got the new one. Uh, go follow us. Like, subscribe. Obviously, you got to share with your mothers. Get your Share with your moms out there. Get the moms in the game. We want to yeah. teach them. Get them in the game. <laughs> um, go... <laughs> Listen to us, follow us, five-star reviews on all social media, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that. Only fans. We might start in OnlyFans. We might have to broaden the uh, the picture. Yeah. My, uh, we might follow in in some footsteps of uh, selling our feet or something. Selling the feet, OnlyFans, selling our <laughs> hot picks. Who knows? I guess with that, man, this week's episode is going to come to an end. I'm a namaste, you guys out of here. Namaste to you guys. Namaste. Namaste, a pace and nation, baby. <laughs>